So, Garrett, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Um, I went on Going Digital um, Podcast, our website, and I looked at the host thing, and you have only hosted 17 episodes, and I have only hosted two episodes. When do I get to host more episodes, Garrett? Okay. I have an answer for this. And the answer for this is friend of the slow, yeah, friend of the show slash sometimes editor for this show, Fletch said that he wanted to do all of that because he is OCD about that information. So I haven't touched it. So Fletch is the one I need to complain to. Yes. Also, he's the only one who gets a picture. I mean, you can have a picture. Okay, how? Uh, do you you can give me a picture and I can set that up. Okay, fancy. All right, pictures to come. Well, in that case, can I be a host on this episode? Uh, yes. I think you were the host on last episode, too, because I uploaded that one myself. Ah, excellent. All right, well, uh, would you like to record this episode that I'm going to host? Uh, yes, I would like to record this episode that you're going to host. Hello and welcome to Going Digital, colon, a Digimon Rewatch podcast, where I am Shin Garrett. And I am Kit Kat. This week we watched episode 32 of Digimon Tamers, which is either Shibumi Speaks or The Mystery of Gilmon's Birth, The Mythic Water Space. Yeah, when I read that title, I was like, oh, is this a metaphor about birth? And I still don't know. Um, no. I'm going to go with no. But they're like in a water space and they get attacked by swimming creatures with tails and then they're inside of a... A protective bubble and they go through some tubes and stuff and then they end up uh well i don't know if about the rest of the metaphor they end up at a school library sure where that happens in the uterus huh library it's a library oh, okay i don't know i couldn't tell if it was like because it looked like where you know what hold on let's recap the episode first so everybody knows what's happening although i okay. still don't know what's happening and i watched the episode um Okay, so this episode starts off with um, Takato and Henry and Giamon, like, swimming to the surface of some water, um, which is very action-y. And then people are chasing, like, government-looking people are chasing Shibumi, which is also very action-y. So this episode starts off on a very, like, exciting and active beat. And then the, so the, the two of them, Takato and Henry and Terry and Ron, I guess three of them are trapped underwater in like a cave thing. And so they're trying to figure out how to get out. Terry Ron, um, becomes a unicorn, basically. Like, uh, Henry swipes a card and he gets a drill bit on his head and then drills through the wall, but it turns out that there's just more water on the other side. 
So they have to freeze it so it doesn't uh, fill up the space that they're in. Um, and uh, somewhere around here, then they flip to all of the parents of the kids are gathered for what appears to be a fancy buffet dinner and a lot of crying. Uh, and they get told there's like a whole lore dump here. There's this whole episode is a lore dump. Um, they're told that the Digimon, while they were programmed by adults, they were created by a child, like designed by a child. And, um, so they think that they are only attracted to children. So adults can't go to the digital world. And during this, then they flip back to the kids in the cave and there's, they still have that communicator thing that Flippy gave them. And it works still. And so um, they send a, like an SOS message. So Flippy brings the laptop to the parents and shows them Takato's message. The first one says that they're okay, but then the second one says that they have an SOS. And then they're like, oh, God, no. Now the parents are all worried. So they're like lying about who's where and stuff, which is a great way to start um, this communication. And... Then there, Henry's like, wait a second, the, why does the communicator work if we were in the water? It wasn't ruined. And then he's like, I think it's not water. So he talks to his dad and says, like, um, I'm going to try it out. So he, like, dives into the water and Takata counts to 300. Henry comes out of the water and his hair is still dry. So they're like, oh, so it, you just have to think what it is. So if you think it's water, then you won't be able to breathe in it. But if you don't think it's water, then you can breathe in it and whatever. So then they swim to find a door. Um, well, I guess they swim to find a way out. They find this like door that flips over and they go in and then they get attacked. And actually, Henry is the one who physically fights back more so than Terriermon. Um, and then the critters on the other side don't know that there's anything other than their world. Um, like inside of this one chamber of wherever they are, but there's a tube that leads out, but the tube is electrified. So they cover them in bubbles and then they go out through this weird, like, I don't know, system of tubes, uh, which I don't know if that was before or after that was said in the U.S. Congress. So I don't know if that's a reference to that joke. Um, and then. Susie has made a fake terrier mon for herself and is playing around with it, but misses terrier mon. It doesn't actually say she misses her brother, which I think is kind of sad. Um, the kids are being, they see the digenomes and then there's this floating, you say library, I say school. Um, they say library in the show. Well, but what they, what it looks like where, so there's this next part where, they walk in and there's a room that looks like a lecture hall, which is not that common in a library, but maybe it's the library's presentation room. I don't know. But then it has a what looks like a giant digivice on the ceiling and there's a human, but it looks like a ghost because he's got a kind of transparent. And then he seems to think, he says his name is Mizuno in the Japanese version. And he says... That, like, he seems to think that they're figments of his imagination, and then he spits up a bunch of lore, like, stuff about blue cards and being algorithms and Digimon evolving and humans evolving and whatever, and then, um, basically, like, talks to himself a bunch, and then the kids talk to him, and Henry's like, oh, do you know my dad? And he's like, oh, I do know your dad, and then, um... 
he talks about the digivices being an arc. And then he, they're, they're saying they're trying to get out. And so he, I guess, lets them use his spaceship. They get sucked up into the thing that looks like a digivice kind of, but it's not. And then Mizuno goes back to sleep and Takato is freaking out because, oh, I forgot the part where <laughs> he, um, the digenomes don't talk, but so they, but they're able to like, I don't know, make pictures of things kind of. And so they make a picture of Guillemon and then Takato's like freaking out later because Digimon are just data. So his friend is just data. And then they're like flying off in the ship. And that's the episode. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's like, uh, like a B. It's a B work. So I thought that was a classroom that he was in because he's at a desk at the bottom and there's like rows of, you know, what looked to me like seats. It looks like a lecture room. Yeah. And there's like blackboards behind him. But there's like libraries that have lecture things. I mean, sure. But I just, they, they go through one library and then, uh, and then they're in that classroom, so I wasn't really sure. I I don't know if I followed all of the lore. I don't know why he's there. I really believe that this whole thing was written by a surrealist. This is like a surrealist artist's kids' television show. Yeah. Like, th- this dude, he wrote the Dark Ocean parts of O2. Yeah, kind of. But the Dark Ocean parts were, like, much more goth, and this is much more just surreal and weird and unnecessary. Not unnecessary, but, like, doesn't non-sequitur-y, where it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I thought, I thought like, the lore dump was a bit hard to follow, too. Okay, that makes me feel better, because I was like, maybe I'm just really tired, but it doesn't exactly make sense. So in this episode, I think what we learned is that the Digimon were created by kids. So they're attracted to kids and only kids can go to the digital world. And then I really don't like the word attraction for that. Yeah, that was interesting. I, that's what they used. I think I know yeah. that's what they used. That doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> and then this guy, Mizuno, um, Tushibumi. Right. But like not him at the same time because Shibumi's being uh chased out in the real world, so he exists in both places, I guess. No, remember at the end of him being chased he was covered by the mysterious mist, the mist that happens when Digimon appear. Okay, yes, I forgot that part. I didn't really recognize that that's what happened. Um I think that was the implication. Okay. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. But, but like, this was a ghost-looking thing, so it's like an imprint of him, or a hologram of him, or something. So I think, I think the thought is, is, that's after they explain that the, the Digimon are, like, more in tune with the kids, so I think it's implied that only, uh, kids can travel fully to the digital world, and because he's not a kid, he is... 
only there in like in in ghost ghost form. Okay. Interesting. Um Yeah. He also says that the blue cards are algorithms, which like cool. That's I don't not how algorithms work. Yeah. It's like you're clearly just made a list of words that are tech related and we're like, oh, that's what they are. Um and he says something about humans evolving their next step will be like an evolution or something, which is a little creepy when he's talking to the kids. Um, and then talking about Digimon wanting to evolve and the irony of them trying to become different from the creators, but ending up being gods, like what humans worship, which I don't think that's irony. Yeah. I, I didn't super follow that part. Which is a shame because, like, lore dumps are your favorite thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a fine lore dump. It just doesn't make the most sense. I mean, it probably would if if I watched the lore dump multiple times, but I feel like if you have to watch the lore dump multiple times, it wasn't an effective lore dump. Yeah. Well, and I think it was supposed to be mysterious or whatever, but... Yeah, it was also written like, let's have dude be super cryptic and give a lore dump. And that's what they did. Yeah, it was. And and like, I don't know, these these episodes where they like just say a bunch of stuff is kind of like, well, I'm not invested in what he's saying. None of it matters, really. I mean, none of what they told the parents really matters either, other than why parents can't go to the digital world. But they're relying on, like, the same logic of, you know, um, breakfast cereal ads from my childhood. You know, adults can't see it. Yeah, silly cat. Tricks is for kids. That kind of thing, yeah. Like, well, there's that other one, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you know. Can so-and-so see the whatever? Cinnamon oh, Toast Crunch? I the swirls or whatever? Yeah, and only only children can see them. Oh, yeah, I didn't remember that till just now. Oh, you're welcome. I kind of now want some Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> but you can't see the swirls anymore. I mean, does it really matter? If it tastes like cinnamon, that's that's like the reason why I'm eating the cereal. Uh, I mean, cinnamon is delicious. I, you are not wrong. Yeah, cereal sounds real good right now. I had a, um, a vegan cinnamon bun for the first time a while ago. It was top notch. I see. Anyway, this isn't about Digimon. We should maybe talk about Digimon. Ugh. Do you want me to just babble? In a like way that mimics the lore dump of just doesn't make any sense whatsoever, et cetera, et cetera, or not because I'm gonna talk about cinnamon rolls. Um, I'm just gonna stop you, and I guess I'm gonna talk for a little bit. <laughs> um, about what though? Um, so what what do you think about? Um, you just have to believe that water isn't water, and you can breathe under it. I mean, 
they were saying, you know, that they're not hungry until they're hungry and like night just snaps off and whatever. So they've established that the rules are different here, but I mean, I don't know. It's fine. It, it, they're, I think they're trying to establish it's a strange place. Okay. I would love it if all of these rules were consistent. Um, I mean, how are they not consistent? Well, um, I'm not saying that they aren't, but uh, if this is a, you know, um, you have to believe it for it to be true situation for everything that's been going on, then they just need to stop believing in things and then it won't happen to them. Right. So that could carry on in some interesting ways. Although, I don't know that that's a thing you want to teach children. Okay. I can see that. Um, I do like that all of the parents have formed like a support group for, for my kid has gone to the digital world. <laughs> Super into it. Um, also that none of them can understand the digital world is super good. I, why is that super good? I don't know. I just, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. That's all I got. It was just like the (laughs) parents don't get it. I mean, I think it's a, I don't blame them. It's like a kind of a complex idea that there's a whole nother world that's digital that their child who is not digital is in yeah no it it made me chuckle okay good it's one of the parts i remembered from this episode (laughs) it's one of the parts you remembered yeah therefore it must have left some sort of impact what was interesting is that one things I, one of the things I appreciated about this episode and I thought was interesting was that um, the other children don't get any screen time at all. Kulamon doesn't get any screen time at all. The secondary plot in this episode is literally just the parents. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to get some real world stuff back in there again. It helps to establish that things are... That things are happening, like, around what the kids are doing. It's not just, like, contained to that. The world is still turning. Right. Well, and did they have Rio's parents there? I don't think so, right? Who? Rio. Oh, you said Rio the first time, and I got confused. No, sorry. Rio. Uh, no. Maybe? Unsure. Probably not. Yeah, because he went missing, like, way beforehand, so that's probably a separate thing. Um, yeah. And then I also, I I do remember the line where they're like, only kids can go there. And Rico's mom's just like, well, I was a kid once. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I thought she was saying, like, you know, she was a kid at the same time that this thing was created. Oh, that makes sense, too. And, sh- and her mom says, or, yeah, her mom says... Rika's grandmother, but 
you know, but you don't believe in Digimon anymore. Okay, but counterpoint, Rika's grandmother 100% believes in Digimon. Right, right, right. But I, so the thing I think is that what she was saying is you can't go even if you used to believe in Digimon because you're an adult now, essentially. Man, that's some shitty gatekeeping. Yeah, which I was also like, why would you not just try? Like, Let Rika's grandmother go to the digital world. Well, Rika's mom. Rika's no. grandmother's the one keeping her from going to the digital world. Yeah, but Rika's grandmother's the one that uses the internet chat rooms and <laughs> also believes in Renamon. My point still stands. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Also, like... So I believe Yamaki has made his his face turn. He's trying to be good now. Yeah, flippy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that I don't know that that seems fine. Like it maybe could have spread it out a little more, but it wasn't like super super awkward. It worked pretty well. Yeah, it's fine, except he still has his G-men chasing Shibumi down, which is maybe not the most efficient way to get a hold of someone. Well, when you can't get a hold of him any other way where you have to send people. But yeah, I mean, not the best, but, you know, using the resources you have. I guess. Well, and when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. When you have secret government agents at your control, I guess everything looks like it should be contained in this manner. I also like that they portray that Yumaki is now good is because he takes off his glasses and his eyes just like look like a good person's eyes. I can't explain it, but well, that's such stereotyping, but like, but like that's what the show did. I'm aware it's a stereotype. I didn't say it was good. Well, what if he like, turns again at the end and is like now that all the Digimon are in the same place I'm gonna nuke it well I mean then he would have to like put on like a second pair of sunglasses over the first pair (laughs) and that's how we'd know there you go too deep but like that that's how it was that's what the show did I'm not arguing with you I'm just saying they're stereotyping yeah 100% I mean like stereotyping like isn't always bad. I mean, stereotyping is inherently assuming things about people because of one of their characteristics. So it's not inherently good. Um, It is a process by which we use either very small amounts of data or just ignore other kinds of data to come to a decision. So the process can be neutral, but it's not exactly the best choice like if you have other options don't stereotype right because you're more likely to get to the wrong decision because you're missing a whole lot of data let me rephrase though okay um stereotyping is not always bad in media because it can be used as a shortcut to explain things that would rather take extra time i mean for sure and signaling those things is uh, is a form of storytelling, but also that encourages stereotyping 
I mean, children learn from what they see in media. Not to the, like, Columbine school shooting video game point, but, you know. That's fair. They're still receiving cultural memes. Okay. I, I'm not saying I have a problem with it necessarily in this instance. I'm just saying, generally speaking. No, that's fair. I agree with that. And, like, I wanted to go back and clarify, because, like, like, do not think that is good to do outside of media at all. Yeah, generally not. I know, I know, super hot take today. <laughs> um, but yeah, isn't there, like, a term for that that's, like, not that, um, where there's a different term for it that's not stereotyping when it's done in media? It's not, like, an archetype thing, but yeah, you, could maybe, you could kind of imply that. Yeah. I don't know which word you're looking for right now, but there is one. There's a literary term for it too. Um, we'll just pretend I meant that. Well, if you know it, listeners, let us know what it was so we could be like, "Oh yeah, of course it was that." Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, Digimon. Uh, <laughs> Digimons. Uh, Digimon gnomes <laughs> with a G. Um. Are are not Digimon confirmed? Yeah, they're evolved separately somehow or other they're the um denisovans of the um digital world i guess what's that one thing called where like two things where like a thing evolves in two different paths separately there's a term for that too convergent evolution i believe is what you're looking for thank you mm-hmm. um that's pretty neat also, Digi Gnomes made Gilman is is the takeaway. Yeah, which I mean makes sense, I guess. I don't know. They just and which I think what they were trying to tell uh, Takato is like, check out our handiwork. You like it? It's almost like an advertisement. Like we could do this for you again. I can make you another Gilman. Yeah, you just have like a herd of Gilman. That's terrifying. Yeah, and then, like, for some reason, Takato's like, oh, no, my friend is Data. And then my mind was like, well, Takato, technically, you're also just Data. Your Data just happens to be DNA. Oh, I was thinking you were going to be like, because you're in the digital world now, so you are also Data. Everyone that is here is Data now. Oh, I guess that's also true, too. But it was more the DNA part. Right, which, I mean, is not wrong. And, like, wasn't there, like, that science thing where, they like, they figured out how to store data on DNA, too? Yes. And, like, and like data, not, like, human data, but, like, like, like computer data. Well, right, because, you know, it's a pattern. Like, the base pairs, there's four of them, so there, it's, like, machine code, but, like, twice, because there's four of them. Right, base four. Yes. Yep. Surely everything is just data. Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah? Yeah. Every living thing is data. Yes. I'm 12 and this is deep. Is that the subreddit? Or is it like, is yeah. it a different age? I always forget no, the, the number they use. I'm pretty sure it's 12. Um. Yep. I don't know, like, I... I remember all, like, this was a fine episode. It it did like different stuff that we don't normally see in the show. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Kat, how did you like it for someone that wanted answers for things and you've got an answer you got an episode that answers things? 
Uh, but it didn't, though, did it? Like, I mean, it explained arcs. It explained blue cards. It explained... It didn't explain arcs. Yeah, no. Arcs can, like... They can carry... Th- it gave you the definition of the word arc. Thanks. I didn't know that already. Uh, it explained blue cards. It explained Gilman. It didn't explain them. Oh, my God. That's the thing, though. It didn't actually explain anything. It just added, like, one line underneath of the Wikipedia entry. Gilman was created by Diginomes. That's it. We don't know yeah, why. I mean... We don't know how. Well, no, with data packets. I mean, okay, fair. But, like, how did it get transferred to the real world? Like, my big question would be, why did that happen? Because he scanned his notebook through the arc. So, I mean, but then that would imply that the gnomes are somehow involved with the arc thingies. And, yeah. I don't feel like this gave me any answers. Um. Oh, shit. We forgot about the part where he was talking about, like, the four gods, and they're trying to accelerate evolution for some reason. I mean, I sort of talked about that. There's like that huge like macro plot point. Is that a macro plot point? Yeah, it's like it's like the big picture plot point. And then that's why like the Davis are doing their thing and then that trickles down. Yes, okay, sure. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad I talked you into it. Good job, me. I'm pat myself on the back. Um... I mean, I there was, I mean, there wasn't like full answers, but there was some answers in there at least. I guess. I mean, they. I don't know. I didn't feel like they answered the questions that I was looking for answers for. They just answered other questions. I felt like I went to you and I was like, Garrett, have you seen my phone? I can't find it. And you were like, Did you know? That phones are made out of parts that come can only be mined in like this very specific part of Africa, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But like, have you seen my phone though? And you were like, "Also, uh, you can buy phone cases on sale at Target today." And I was like, "Cool, but like, where's my phone, Garrett?" I mean, kind of, but it was also like kind of related too. I don't think it was as. Um, as out there as as you portrayed in that example. <laughs> sure, but uh, at the end of the day, I guess it doesn't matter too much. That's fair. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Um, I don't think so. A lot of it is just talky bits, and it's hard to talk about just talky bits. And, like, the other part with, um, like, the Otomamon and the, uh, spear scuba dude is just kind of whatever. Like, it was fine. Like, Henry did some kung fu. That was cool. Yeah. That was interesting. Um, yep. That's all. I think that's all that I got. Cool. Okay. All right. Do you have a poem for me? I do. Swift digi spaceship, bubbles not of breath nor air, silent data sea. That's a good one. I like that one. You know what? I'm, I'll give that an A. Thought thought that was good. Um, so this is a podcast on the internet. 
at goingdigitalpodcast.com where there are links to like literally everything. And there's like a contact page for emails and all of this other stuff. Not literally everything. You don't have a connection that would get you into my email. Like from my side. Okay. I mean, I guess, but everything in terms of like for, for a podcast need. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, yeah. And, um, the Digivolution is not cryptic. <laughs> okay. The Digivolution is a straight talker. Yep. Uh, yeah. And good time. And goodbye. And stop.